Welcoming, y'all. Welcome to Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. And this is Bonnie talking, and over there... It's Karen Ali. Call me Karen (laughs) for short. For short. Oh my gosh, somebody who is in is nearing octogenarian status the other day asked me when I brought your name up. Well, what does it mean when you call someone a Karen? <laughs> oh, just give her my number. I will educate her. Then I got to describe her to herself. <laughs> like, oh, it's a when a privileged white lady needs to see the manager everywhere. <laughs> so, and she's probably like, I hate people like that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, happy New Year! I'm assuming this is going to air in 2022 because if it doesn't, it's 2023, and we're behind schedule. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> When is the latest in January? People have told you Happy New Year. Does it make you crazy when it's like January 29th and someone's like, Happy New Year, because they've been keeping track of when the last time they spoke to you was? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh Uh-huh. Well, again, not being out of the house for two and a half years, I don't get it often. (laughs) But see, I would probably do that. Is that verboten now? Should I not, Bonnie? Should I not wish people something about joy? Is that what you're saying? Well, I haven't been allowed to stay in the house, so I don't know. Things have been just cooking (laughs) along like normal with me. And when people have this whole, oh, you know, like categorizing, oh, last time I saw them was in the last year, so I must say Happy New Year. Like, no, say it on (laughs) January 1st. Or say um, it never. You would be perfect in the cult we're talking about with the very strict rules. Or maybe as a JW that don't believe in celebrating days anyway, so they just skip it. That oh oh that's what I've been forced into my whole life because my birthday comes right after all the holidays and everyone's like let's True. pack up all of our decorating shit and forget her birthday Fine. <laughs> yeah <that's it. laughs> or they give you like their leftover Christmas uh, yeah stuff. oh yeah here's something from Christmas I didn't want and I just toss it on the desk <laughs> <laughs> do you Mark remember? How much you used to love. I think there was a song about Jesus was a Capricorn. And because you're a Capricorn, you you would just, that was your bragging piece. That was there your wasn't Christian. A song. What that was it? That was just my brag. <laughs> no, I think it was a song. It was just from my brain because when people would say, what's your sign? I would say Capricorn, just like Jesus. And how can they touch that? Because Jesus Was a Capricorn is the fourth album of Chris Christopherson. (laughs) I didn't know that when I was a kid. So you invented Chris Christopherson. No, I invented why my astrological sign is perfect. Is superior. (laughs) Got like Chris Christopherson. I get it. Um, yeah, well, well, happy belated birthday. You've caught up with me. Yeah, that's great. So we're going to get into the rest of the children of God cult and all the demented things they do. But first, we're just going to just say 
Hi, and from the bottom of my heart, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Bonnie. Thanks. And I Just do appreciate it. her off. No, you don't <laughs> appreciate it. I do appreciate all of our listeners. That's not what oh, I appreciate. Got so it. jump on that one. <laughs> it's so fun, like interacting with everyone, and everyone tags us in different, like memes or videos on TikTok. And I'm like, ooh, that's good. Or, oh, that person's connected. It seems like everyone is leaving the church in one way or another right now. Like, either leaving the evangelical part of it or the just super white part of it um, or they're leaving the faith but and those people, are those are actual statistics that I was reading in a major newspaper yeah yeah it, and I'm like yay it is oh. it was Trump it was covid it was the internet it it you know it was us. That's yeah. we're going to claim it. So the other day, I'm pretty sure it was the Wall Street Journal, I was reading an article. There is a software company that puts together a profile of people so that they can sell that information to churches who will then advertise and target them. Like, I suppose they have some way of knowing if you're struggling, maybe alcoholism, maybe divorce or something like that. Mm -hmm. And there's a name for it, and I can't remember what it is, Um, but... It like if that isn't exactly what a business does, uh, I don't know what is. Tax them. Yeah, I mean, so we keep sin that. fishing. They sin try fishing. and find out your sins. I told vulnerability you vulnerability fishing. Yeah, I was in like a public restroom once, and you know how they put the flyers on the inside of the stalls, and usually it's you know about getting lip filler or, you know, some spa somewhere, they put advertisements. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. So when you're peeing and you're looking at something, right, you may, right. you're kind of a captive audience. Very. So a few years ago, there was one and it was like, you know, too tired on a Sunday morning to wake up for church early, don't like to dress up. Well, we're the church for you. And I'm like, so you're just saying, are you a lazy slob? We would like the lazy slobs. We'll we'll take you. We'll take whoever we can get. Right. We'll run off. <laughs> Someone who also has to go to the bathroom in public. You're our target audience. But yeah, yeah. And if you drink more and have to pee more, you're going to be exposed to that message a few times. And hydrating is very important. So they know exactly <laughs> what they're doing. But yeah, I'm just seeing alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just seeing people everywhere leaving the church. And I was talking the other day, and this is going up on our social media about how you and I started this before I think the term deconstruction was out there and was well known. And we were one of the first podcasts that were talking about this, but not in any knowledgeable on-purpose way. And it is still, (laughs) we are keeping that tradition. This is still not on purpose or a knowledgeable way. But what has happened since we launched ours is unbelievable. Like how many podcasts, how many newspaper clippings, just TikToks, everything 
just huge amounts of people who are like... Maybe we reached one or two influencers, and that's where the tipping point happened, Malcolm Gladwell. I... That's right. We're going to be in Tipping Point 2, the sequel, Karen and Bonnie, written by Malcolm Gladwell. All right. Well, let's get back into uh, a little fun flirty fishing. So we talked about, I know, we talked about the Children of God, also known as the Family International, and how they had this leader, David Berg, We talked about how River Phoenix and his family were in the cult, but Mm -hmm. they left when things started getting creepy because just like any other cult, starts off normal, starts off as a place people are like, I want to belong in that, or I don't have a home and I love Jesus, therefore, cult commune. (laughs) That's perfect. And And this is so sad. This is all in the name of Jesus. Like, if you do anything and claim it as uh, in the name of Jesus, it's it's like you should be able to just get away with whatever you want to do. Yeah. And that's exactly what starts to happen now. So what do they say God and Jesus are? What is that main word that everyone talks about? God is love. Broke mm. our ears. <laughs> Now, what does sex express? Uh, love. Again. Love. Two for two, <laughs> and therefore, that's the cult. So, mm-hmm. in David's mind, now remember, David has been masturbating to completion in front of his father. So... He's like once he had to. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I am starting to change my mind about this cult. <clears throat> if sex is love and God and Jesus are love, then sex is an expression of love. And here's where we go wrong. It doesn't matter your age. And yeah. that, therefore, is a problem. And it doesn't matter who you're married to. And during this time, he married someone else, a woman named Karen, because Karens are attractive, beautiful, smart, and end up being international cult leaders, which she does. But (laughs) he marries someone. I I don't know what happened to his first wife, but this is a time. They always trade. They always trade them in. That's right. This is a time where they believed in polygamy and multi-multi-ligamy, but they believed in something called sharing. And sharing Mm -hmm. was done within the walls of the commune. Again, did not matter your age. And this is where it started getting really gross because kids very young were being violated. Um, They were making, like, videos for their cult leader It was totally gross. And he also saw himself as a bit of a writer like you and I do. And he decided to write (laughs) (laughs) upwards of 3,000 newsletters. He called the Mo Letters. Another cult thing. So he called them the Mo Letters because he ended up being called Moses David. Oh, God. And a lot of the people, it ended up being almost 
a good tactic when they started interacting with the public because everyone got a, a new name. So no one was really using their legal name. And that will come into play later. But Moses David, yeah, he wrote these Mo letters. They are the freakiest things I've ever seen. Um, So a few, I think it was last year, my husband went and he gets vinyl records. He got a vinyl record. He opened it and he's like, look at this. It was a Mo letter. It was an old, raggedy, children of God newsletter. No way. Yeah. What LP was it? I can't remember. Fantastic. It was just, (laughs) yeah, I know. I have no good information. And we've misplaced the the freaking thing. But (laughs) it didn't have anything juicy in it. It was really like, oh, let's hear from, you know, the one, our commune in the Philippines, and it's just someone saying, yes, we reached a lot of people today. It, it was super boring. But some of these other mode letters that you can find online would talk about, like, this is how to do things, and they would have pornographic pictures on yeah. these newsletters, and they would show this all to young kids. Yeah. Um, it got well, Rose gross. McGowan's dad was one of the illustrators of the what? comics that they had. Oh, yeah, we will hear more about him momentarily. Well, that yeah. So unfortunately, they were, like they weren't Mo Howard letters. <laughs> you they do not know not. that that is a stooge, right? <laughs> I do. That's the head stooge. Okay. <laughs> So, um, we can see. go to sleep. <laughs> uh, the three stooges. There was such a period in my life where I thought they were hilarious. <laughs> so, of course, in these letters, the writings were like extreme, they were uncompromising. Um, they just talked about what he believed to be evil, which was shocker, mainstream churches. Capitalism. Okay, ready for these last two? Yeah. Jews and pedophilia laws. The laws, not pedophilia. Exactly. (laughs) That's nice. So my eyes have been opening to this whole, like, how almost every conspiracy theory, terrible thing, goes back to the hatred of Jews. Like, I have been naive and did not realize this. I knew that there was a lot of anti-Semitic stuff in mm-hmm. the world, but I didn't know like almost everything that is bad, especially in America, and, you know, or weird or, you know, QAnon goes back to the hatred of Jews because they're like, yeah, Jews killed Jesus, which I never understood because Jesus according to the Bible, needed to be killed to fulfill the law. So didn't they help? Um, (laughs) Anywho, but the pedophilia laws, do you you know about like these groups of men who, I don't know if they're trying to legalize, but they are trying to do away with the idea of pedophilia laws because they're like, we aren't harming anyone. Have you heard? 
that. Well, no, but that seems absolutely, uh, completely against the whole concept of uh, allowing somebody to do something to you. Correct. Um, which has a term that I cannot remember right now. Disgustingness. Um, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes. Consent. Consent. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, yes, you can have a four-year-old say yes to anything. That does not mean real consent, and it's totally, it's grossing me out. Um, But anyway, they, you know, they believed in this whole sharing thing, so there was rampant grossness, and if you love those kind of pictures, they're all online, There's videos of a bunch of people in bed together. You know, it's all about this is what Jesus wants. Jesus wants us to love everyone. This is, I don't think that's what it meant. I may be wrong. But well, I don't whatever think... happened to the idea that, okay, if you believe in Jesus, then you believe in the laws that are established in your country or your area. So, yeah, yeah, no. So the laws of consent do not agree with that. So which one is it? You got to pick one. I know. And it's always what's the most convenient. And that's what we're seeing with the freaking mass mandates, etc. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to follow and honor your leader when it's Trump. But now you don't have to. It's insanity. So this dickwad guy he he has this new wife. He's like, you know what? I I want a lot more weird stuff to happen. And so it starts. And there's obviously a lot of abuse. Of course, they started attracting attention because there would be parents who either left or whatever, whose kids are still in it. I don't know how old the kids are. But they got on the FBI radar, obviously. And the FBI was like, there's nothing we can do about it. I because, knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're a religious yeah. thing. And exempt. And they're, exactly. And Bullshit. there was a lot of, um, a lot of the people had already been moved overseas. So that yeah. was another big, I mean, they were smart enough to just be like, okay, everyone goes overseas. And that's why they ended up with like tons of different communes in the Philippines and Italy, and isn't that where Rose McGowan was? Yeah, Italy. When things started getting strange like that with his declaration that we should be having sex with kids, that's when Rose McGowan's dad decided they're going to get the hell out of Dodge. So um, her dad was an artist, and he became passionate about Jesus, and that's when he fell into the group. She said her mom was really smart. She graduated Phi Beta Kappa, and I guess that just goes to show you brain smarts doesn't have anything to do with who you love and what yep. you believe religious-wise. Um, so, yeah, they were living uh, on a commune in Italy, and the leaders, she said they would pull her aside and ask her if she had Jesus in her heart, and she would always say no. <laughs> so she said, 
I don't know what these people were, but they weren't like me. She said she was born waving red lipstick. <laughs> and so um, when they finally eventually moved to the U.S. and she saw Joan Collins on Dynasty, she was like, oh, these are my people. <laughs> so there you go. She just said she never felt like she belonged there. Um, oh, that's good. You'll enjoy this. Uh, She said as a child, she was warned never to wear nail polish because God could see the filth under her nails. (laughs) All right. So I guess that's somehow hiding your filth. There is a lot of weird, like, stuff like that that I found, like the rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I think Rose McGowan is, is a strange person. Yeah, she, she's she was she's got a lot going against you know any traditional upbringing. Um, so so when they left, she was nine, um, and mm-hmm. it was because her father was afraid she would be sexually abused. Um, yeah. So she also said that the kids in this cult were kept very separate from the parents. Um, She said she learned to read at three and was reading like Edgar Allan Poe at age six. But she said, no one taught me to tie my shoes for a very long time. Um, uh, So as with the other ones, uh, they encouraged you to have a lot of kids as fast as you could. Uh, if they ever wanted to leave, they would lean on you. And she said, like, you know, maybe your kids would disappear. I don't know if that's true or not, but. I believe was, it yeah. because, I mean, it was so communal anyway that a lot of them didn't have, like, their kids under the same roof as they were. Yeah, so or under the same mother. That's coming up next. Um, so all of this from Rose McGowan is an interview that she did with People Magazine from Blaine Zuckerman's article back in 2011. Um, and so uh, a lot like most cults, you were cut off from your outside family. They had no newspapers, no television, of course. So you're kept in the dark for obedience. Although um, they made a lot of videos themselves of either themselves. gross, <laughs> yep, either gross things or the music, the music videos. Yeah. So her father, who I mentioned before, he had two wives, Rose's mom and another one, and he was the one who did the illustrations for the tracts, and that's when they bailed because they told him to start drawing having sex with kids, which is so disgusting. It's like, uh, you know, and I I expect that people who do want to have sex with kids would hide it like a normal human being. But to start spreading it as a philosophy and a game plan, it's so disgusting. And how do you work your way there? Like, how do you, what's the step before that that you think, Okay, this is going to work, and this is going to make people, once we announce the, the big issue of pedophilia, it's going to feel natural. I mean, obviously, it didn't to Rose McGowan's parents, thank God, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, and so, so another thing that they did, you know, having the kids go out and perform for money. Mm. She said that she remembers one time when an adult took all of her lira that she had earned singing Jesus songs with my banjo. 
<laughs> the streets of where right. were they? In the streets Rome? of Italy with my banjo. Yeah. <laughs> so hold on, like you'll like this too. You weren't allowed to have imperfections, she said. I had a little wart on my thumb, and I remember walking down this hallway. A door opened, and some adult grabbed me and just cut it off with a razor blade, Shit. stuck me back out, back out in the hallway with God. it still bleeding. All right. That's... Can you imagine that? <sighs> no. I remember when one of our friends had a wart removed in day school. <laughs> it was a big to-do. When we were playing Foursquare, and he had it frozen off of his leg. So, um, it was I mean, he got out of school. We had an exciting school. He got out of school to go have a wart removed. Meanwhile, she's just walking down the hallway, not Sheesh. expecting anything. All right, so, so she says that they escaped with her dad's other wife. Not even her mom in the middle of the night. She said, this is so, this is like movie stuff that you would see on the movie of the week or Mm -hmm. on a Hallmark channel. And you'd go, that's far-fetched. She remembers escaping in the middle of the night, running through a cornfield in thunder and lightning, holding her dad's hand and running as fast as I could to keep up with him. We hid in an old stone house and had to boil pots of hot water to take baths. Then... They sent, the cult, sent people to find them. And she remembers a man trying to break into the house with a hammer. Wow. How awful is that? Yeah. And I wonder, like, why they sent people after them. Are they like, they know too much, they're going to report us to authorities, or what? I hope so. Like, here are the rough ideas for the sketches of child, (laughs) you know, (laughs) pornography that I want you to draw. Um the weird part for me with with her is that she ends up dating Marilyn Manson for three and a half years. Engaged. Yeah, yeah. she was really, okay, backing up on what you were saying about kids and stuff, they also made contraception illegal in the cult, you know, so. Yeah, they wanted to have more. Right, right. And having more kids to do more things to. So that's super Uh gross. Um, But yeah, she, I know she was in this show Charmed with, uh, nope, Alyssa Milano and other people and like none of them like her. And she's made a lot of enemies. So she, she was a big outspoken person in the Me Too movement and the Harvey Weinstein, which was great. And then you know, lately she's done something else controversial. So, yeah. Now, oddly, she was very in support of the people who came out against Marilyn Manson, who mm-hmm. were saying that you know he was grooming them as youngsters right. to be with him, but that she didn't have the same experience, but that she was supporting them, right? Which I find really interesting. I don't think that if she had had that experience, she would lie and say she hadn't. Yeah, I agree. Because she's I agree. kind of open. She's a strange cookie, and I am positive that this all has to do with their weirdo trauma from, you know, we're going to hear about a lot of people who are not famous, and yeah. they all had just terribly fucked up lives, even if they weren't part of the sex part. It seems like it was bad enough that it's like, yeah, you have parents, but you don't have parents, and just go get money for us, kid. That's enough. 
<laughs> Go out with your banjo. There's one more person who, uh, Lauren Huff wrote a book, and I think it came out in the spring of 2021. So she had an appearance on Fresh Air with Terry Gross, and they and she was in this cult. And, you know, as with most, uh, at 15, well, she got out a little bit later than most, her family left for good, but um, but same thing with her. She was put in solitary confinement, suffered rampant sexual abuse from adults, which is so horrible. And that was when it was called the family. Um, you know, so she's there at a later time than Phoenix and Rose McGowan. Um, but some of the or some of the lighter things that she shed light on, huh, no intent pun, uh-huh. are that. The one of the things she remembers is being taught that animals could talk to Noah, and that's how he was able to get them on the ark. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he the animals could, could hear he? Noah. They also had super ears where he could oh. call the kangaroos from other continents and whatnot. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, um, so that's how he was able to round them up. Um, And that uh, she said one of the things she had a problem with was their concept that heaven was located in a pyramid inside the moon. And I love... Why does it have to be in a pyramid if it's already on the moon? But she had a problem with the... I love that it was just a logistics issue. She's like, I had a problem with how much space there was. If there was a limited amount of space, because the moon is a limited like, amount of space, right. like it's going to fill up. <laughs> Will I be there? Oh, I like that. Um, and then, let's see... But these uh, seem to be, like I was saying, some of those steps before the and we're going to have sex with everyone and children phase. Like if you start believing some of these things, you're already, you know, making your your legitimate brain go on hiatus. Yeah. And I really want to read her book because she was in there at the after part, like Phoenix's parents and Rose McGowan's parents got out once it started getting into that, but it seems like she did not. Um, And at one point she said her parents left for a while and that she got to spend time with her grandmother who was in a class about archaeology. And I just love that somebody's grandmother was studying archaeology, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And she learned about dinosaurs. And um, she started you know, realizing, well, this whole Noah's Ark thing doesn't make sense. And the best quote that I love that she gave is, it just takes a fourth grade knowledge of dinosaurs to counteract what the cult was teaching. (laughs) (laughs) Dinosaurs. Which is the same for our whole evangelical thing. One of the things that she talks about was the inconsistency in the cult. Um, Terry Gross asked her, so what did it mean to be good? And she's like, that's the thing. You never knew. Somebody Mm -hmm. could pull you over and say, can I talk to you for a minute? And her stomach would just drop. So it could mean they were pulling you over to ask something simple like, can you help with the kids tonight? 
or you were led into a room and a few hours later, they're still trying to get you to confess to things. Um, She said most of the time that she got in trouble, she didn't know what it was for specifically. If you had been down in the dumps a lot, you clearly had a demon. So Mm -hmm. you could be in trouble for having a demon. And the evidence of that was that you were sad. One of the other things that, of course, pisses me off like crazy is you could get in trouble for not smiling enough. I Uh. heard that by another lady interviewed on um, the, I want to call a Megyn Kelly show where she's like, we were always told to smile and say, we're fine. Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. But I honestly think that's also part of our generation's whole bag that we're dealing with and trying to come out of right now. Right. Push it down. Don't feel your emotions. Just say Mm -hmm. everything's fine because really what I want is a happy slave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there are a lot of other people who are coming out, and I've seen some in different interviews, and there's a whole documentary about things that went on. And what these people had to go through is disgusting. And now we have arrived at flirty fishing. (laughs) So flirty fishing, as we talked about earlier a little bit, is when they told women to be, quote, whores for Jesus. They wanted them to go out, have sex with men, and then say, you know, this is the way that they can get them into the church, which every single church uses their attractive people for something, whether it's them up in the praise choir or whatever. There's always like this attractive, physical attractive part of things. Um, But this is going far. And they would make the women do this, but they would also make them charge for it so that they could bring money into the cult. (laughs) Just in case they didn't get a a new member. Like, well, at least bring back some some money. Right. So it's straight up pimping. It's straight up sex trafficking. And there were some women who said... Yeah, you know, even growing up in in the cult, I counted 40 places I lived in. So these groups were always moving, Yeah, and they were always going out and doing this in the streets. And, of course, like we said, the FBI could never really get anything done. I think they raided one or two places because people had said there's abuse going on. But then they would get there, and even the kids were trained to smile and say, no, I'm happy, everything's good. But that sounds a lot like what we grew up with as well. I know. That's right. And uh, what what happens in the family stays in the family. (laughs) So, But, you know, my parents didn't uh, have me prostitute. So the flirty fishing supposedly (sighs) reached... And we know what that means. Over 200,000 men. So Dear this God. was like a huge prostitution ring. And why it wasn't treated like that by people in power, you know, FBI, is disgusting. White men. There you go. So there was also, during all this time, David Berg, you know, he, he'd remarried or whatever, this woman named Karen Zerby, and she had a child 
through flirty fishing. So that's the other thing. They weren't allowed to use birth control. And then they would have these babies with whoever um, and then bring more kids into the whole fold. And when David Berg married Karen, he, like, adopted the kid named Ricky Rodriguez, I think. I don't understand the names. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, and he wrote a little thing about, you know, this is how you should raise your children. And it was talking about expose them to sex at a very early age, blah, 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 (sighs) be disgusting, be gross. So later, there are actually films of Ricky, and he's like loading a gun or doing whatever, and he's talking about, you know, his anger at how much he was abused and how his life was totally destroyed, totally wasted, and he tried to find Karen, who was Mm -hmm. his mother, who had also abused him sexually and physically. Why? And... He couldn't even, I know, couldn't even find her, but he found, like, his nanny, who was the the mother's secretary, and he killed her. And then he oh killed himself. So, oh, God. I, yeah, it's terrible. Um, and Berg, by that time, he'd already gone into hiding. And, you know, once a cult leader goes into hiding, that yeah. should be, like... Now can you investigate? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And he died. He died in 1994. I mean, he went into hiding in 1971. So he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So all they would see would be his Mo letters, all his letters saying, you're hearing from me. But a lot of people, like you said, never met him. Yeah, I can't remember if it was River or Joaquin, Joaquin, or I can't remember if it was River, Joaquin, or Rose who said any picture that you would see of him would have like a, a, a cartoon drawn over his face of like an old Santa looking fa- That's face. That's right. Of like a, yeah, I saw those. How, it's super weird. What a dumbass. He is protecting himself. Um, but he died in Portugal, which is a very nice place. And uh, he was cremated. But after he died, so the wife, Karen, ended up leading the family. And, I mean, at one point there was over, you know, 100,000 of these people all over the world. And by the time she was taking over, there were like 6,000 adults and about 3,000 children. And 50 countries. So they were really into, like, going to all these other places and hiding out. And there were investigations into them in Argentina, France, Spain, Australia, Venezuela, and Peru. Did I say United States of America? I did not. not. No. I did not. All right. So here's the aftermath, some of it. There are upwards of 350 suicides of people who were in this cult who left whatever and couldn't take it anymore. And that is just so sad. And it brings up, to me, like the equation in evangelicalism, which there isn't enough research because there's no one governing body. But I know of a lot of people who 
committed suicide because of the church's teachings, because of their guilt, because, you know, what you were saying about, I can't remember which one of them you were saying was always scared all the time. Yeah. And Oh, yeah. The one that wrote the book. I've seen And it was all about being good. Yeah. And I mean, I had that in my own life, which now I see when I hear therapists talk about if you grow up in trauma and you're always in the flight or fight situation, mm-hmm. rapidly going back and forth, then, you know, it, it comes out in different ways, anxiety, etc. later in life. And I didn't grow up in trauma, but I grew up in the, am I being good enough? Did I pray enough today? You know, the end times are coming. Do I want that? You know, there were always those small thoughts that would bounce in my head constantly. That is which, trauma. It's like, exactly. like how somebody says little T trauma, mm-hmm. you know, and these people had big T trauma. And right. And what Lauren said was that she spent a lot of time lying to herself Um more than, you know, more than anyone else. And she would tell herself, my childhood didn't affect me. And I'm like, oh, I did that yeah. too. And now, you know, in the past couple of years, I'm like, you know what? It did. Right. It did. And all of ours did. Yeah. Yeah. In different ways. And I mean, that's the thing when your body starts having different situations and anxiety, depression, etc. like that's your body being like, hey, it's in there. You're just not paying attention to it. Um, And I think a lot of us who grew up in church, yeah, it's that constant back and forth. And so if you're growing up or you're in the church and you're battling other things you don't think God would approve of, yeah, that has led to so many people, you know, succumbing to their depression and their anxiety. Yeah, I mean, anytime you think that what's naturally occurring in you is bad, that's going to be, that's going to mean I'm not safe and anxious and anxiety is going to come about. Yeah. So, so I, I can, know. I mean, I can imagine. So there's a whole organization for all the surviving members of this cult. Really? Yeah. I think it's like, wow. Yeah. I think it's called like X family something, mm-hmm. you know, might be .org. But what is even creepier is the Family International is still going. So, so what crazy. they say, they, you can go to the familyinternational.org. You see kids on the front page with a damn guitar. Um, <laughs> and oh what, <laughs> which icon do I want to click on? Stories? Poems? Music or devotionals. I want to click on neither, neither, nor of those (laughs) shitty things. But Uh, they say that they're most... (laughs) What? None of the above, thank you. (laughs) I would like E. Um, So they say that they are in 75 countries, but they're an online community, and I call Mm. bullshit. I, uh, they... I believe that there are still groups and houses of these people. Um, I don't think that they are just an online community in the least. You know, you know, my tiny little, (laughs) 
my tiny little view of things is, of course, there's a community of them because people don't want to have jobs. They want to live (laughs) (laughs) on a nice farm and feel like you said and I said that we like the community. And if I'm working in the kitchen one night, that's fine. Um, (laughs) Who wouldn't want that? I know. It does sound great. So I'm positive, you know, and every time they show pictures of, like, families, they've still got, like, eight to ten children. They say that now, like, the Karen woman, you can't find her, but supposedly she's still the leader. And they are like, we don't do that weird sex stuff anymore. We're done with that. We're just... Uh, how they are allowed to continue in yeah. any shape or form yeah. is unbelievable and all that. I suppose but. it could be true that they stopped doing that because once he died, she was probably like, thank God. All right, nix that. Maybe, Ugh. but she perpetuated a lot of it, so I don't know. <sighs> but if you go to it, this is what I find interesting. Yeah. You look around and and you can see all their great stuff. You know, their mission, supposedly they have podcasts. You can listen to their music once again, Bonnie. I will be sending you that. Uh, I think they have a Facebook group. Um, But they have a little place that you can find history. And I'm like, okay, let's see how they have re... Exactly. But I'm surprised Because they're like, from its inception, the Family International, formerly known as Children of God, has had a colorful history. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) shit, true. That's Um, putting it mildly. I know. So it's like members have circled the globe. So I'd like to rewind it. Members have been shuffled Uh, around the globe, spreading the gospel, or STDs, Message in literature, most <laughs> letters of pornographic things, songs, disgusting, uh, and it goes on and on. But let me see. Um, and then it talks about their early history, and it's like we can trace it back to Huntington Beach, where our founder, David Berg. So I'm really even surprised that they don't hide that. So for me, if they don't renounce or denounce him, then they're complicit in thinking that he's okay. Because they're like, also known as Father David, together with his wife and teenage children began a ministry, blah, 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 blah. And it's like to read more of his writings known as the Mo Mo letters, (laughs) click here. No, thanks. (laughs) So that, again, that they are perpetuating him as a legacy founder yeah, just says way too much. Um, but I will leave you with some, uh, some wisdom from Don Draper from the Mad Men television series. When somebody yes. has a baby and she's surprised about it and wants the whole thing to go away, Don Draper tells her, you'll be surprised so much by how this never happened. Saying, like, just ignore it. You can make it go away. So I think that that's what they're doing. They're just ignoring what David did. It's going to go away, and you're still going to get new members. 
Yeah. I think that's totally obviously what they're doing. And you would think people would just let me click on his name and see what else comes up. Um, I was on TikTok and I decided to look up the hashtag or or whatever. And it's a lot of like true crime people or cult podcast people saying, this, let me tell you about this, which I will also be doing on TikTok. But then I came across a woman who doesn't show her face and just gives the story of growing up and the abuse. And she said she can't talk about a lot of it. She would start yeah. to go there and be like, you know what? I can't. But she's like, the, the issue that we see this woman, Karen Zerby, leading this cult still with no ramifications, no arrests, nothing. This whole cult got away with all this shit. Yeah. And that they're living off the money people like this woman brought in by begging or going door to door or prostituting themselves is fucking unbelievable. And I'm I'm sure that there are people out there wanting to find, and that's why they're saying they're online only, find these people and do some bad damage to them. <laughs> because like to do some damage to them. Exactly. Because, you know, uh, out of those 350 or whatever people who have taken their lives because they can't deal with it, I'm sure a large majority would have been because they can't find these people. They can't go and address the leader. They can't be there's like, you no, did this to no me. justice. Absolutely. To not have anybody on your side trying to get justice like that. It's, it's fucking it, unbelievable. Yeah, it's like, it. oh, too bad. No hope at all. So there are some places that people can go. On Facebook, there is a Bring Karen Zerby to Justice Facebook group. There's also a few petitions on, you know, moveon.org about trying to do the same thing as far as having some kind of justice for people. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the least, shut down the existing organization that still gets to collect money and still has donation buttons and all that bullshit. Yeah. I mean, reparations. Take that money. Do something better with it. And you spell the name Zerby, Z-E-R-B-Y. There's also a small... Petition that I see on iPetitions only has 52 freaking signatures because people need to know about it called Affirmation of Systemic Child Abuse. And it has to do with the children of God and the family. And I'm sure that there are other things online, but you know, just having solidarity with these people who have lived through horrific fucking things. I think is important. And it makes ours look very minuscule. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's interesting and hopefully we've just touched on it a little bit with some levity, but ultimately what they've been through is not funny at all. Absolutely not. But go and find these things, go and find these people, go and look at the documentaries, 
if you dare, but uh, it's it's disgusting, and it should make us thankful that you know, for a lot of us, uh, we can sort of deal with these things with the help of therapists. People get to be outspoken about this shit now without the yeah. shame that they used yeah. to have. Good lord. And you can have your wards removed in a doctor's office. There you go. And again, we talk about our cults starting a lot, but ours is so much kinder. It's it's based on DoorDash for meals. (laughs) And there's alcohol, but not too much. That's right. And baptisms are just, you know, jacuzzi night. Although I don't want to be in a jacuzzi with anyone. No. (laughs) I know. Well, maybe we'll get our separate jacuzzis or that will be our heaven. Everyone gets their own jacuzzi. (sighs) And we did have a friend in college at our Baptist college that was afraid she got pregnant in the jacuzzi at the gym we joined because as Christians, we also didn't know how to say no to strangers, so we signed up for a full three-year membership. (laughs) Uh, The best part of all these conversations is finding out after we close the podcast recording down who these people were. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was also the gym that we looked down on our friend's boyfriend at the time who was also a minister of youth somewhere and saw him looking intently at the guys playing squash through the big windows. Um, And this was later to be revealed of his own uh, real hidden likes in his life. He was also let go for uh, being uh, gross with children. And that rounds up this he lovely episode. <laughs> he wasn't just enjoying a, a game much like tennis? <laughs> he Those those were um, adults at the time that he was looking at. God. But if you if you stare intently at at the back side, I think, yeah. Oh, and then his, his girlfriend confronted him right there. It's very Ooh. dramatic. I know, wow. drama. Anyway, confront confront your boyfriends and thank you for listening. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Bye guys.